0: Welcome to this segment of Central Pennsylvania Voices. I'm your host, Joe Nebostinsky, and today I'm joined by Joe Murphy. Joe is, he's our number one volunteer at Holy Family Radio. He's our senior producer here, and he's also one of the hosts of the Night Talk, Night Talk program here heard on WHYF, Holy Family Radio. Uh, welcome aboard. Thank you. Thank you. It's its strange. We're going to have a time, you, our listeners are used to hearing you on the radio uh, not only hosting Night Talk, but doing promos in between. And you do all the behind-the-microphone work for us. Whenever, you need, whenever we need something done, uh, you're always the one doing it in here. So, uh, first of all, let me just say thank you for being that number one volunteer for Holy Family Radio. I know you put many, many hours in.
1: Oh Well, the last 11 years, Yeah. <laughs> Quite a few. And quite honestly, Joseph, if I didn't care, I wouldn't be here. I don't want to see this apostle fail. We're doing good stuff and we're going to continue to do good stuff. Well, it's an exciting
0: time right now, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've got a lot of, a lot of exciting things going on. Anyway, our listeners probably want to know a little bit about you because you're on the air all the time, but uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background.
1: Well, I was born in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in August of uh, 1946. Grew up primarily in Scranton, so June of 1964, at which time we moved here to Harrisburg because of my dad's job with the federal government. was transferred down here to New Cumberland. And in June of 65, I went in uh, Uncle Sam's Navy and served for four years and got out in uh, June of 69. And in August of 70, uh, I married my lovely bride of now 52 years. We have three kids and uh, six grandkids.
0: Wow, what a, what a life. What a crazy life. Listen, uh, tell us about uh, I know before coming to Holy Family Radio, you had a, a career in, uh, te- in telephones, right? In tele-
1: telecommunications. That's right. I, I worked for what was then when I started, Bella, Pennsylvania. Then it was Bell Atlantic. <laughs> then mm-hmm. it was Verizon. Uh, I retired from them uh, as a switching equipment technician in November of 2002. And uh, were it not for that, I probably wouldn't be sitting behind this board or, or having dealt with communications and or radio you know, over those last 30 years, I probably wouldn't be sitting there.
0: Well, that's one of the things that we appreciate about you. You have a lot of knowledge that many of us around here don't have. So uh, we're in the process now of trying to uh, get into your brain and have you uh, share all the information that you have so that uh, we know a little bit more about what's going on here. At well, Family radio. We,
1: we, with the, uh, the With the new digital equipment, it's going to make it. A lot easier than it has been since uh, you came on board. Mm-hmm. And even since I uh, came on board 11 years ago, uh, you know, microphones and and equipment break. That's and, right. Yeah. You know, so we finally are in a position that we can do this and get a server to put all our product, pre-production files on and stuff like that to to make it easier to do our jobs here.
0: Yeah. I, and I know since I've been on board, it's been over, a little over two years now. Um, and we're trying to update some of this equipment because, uh, let's face it, this equipment, this equipment is old, and it really has been maintained and replaced over the years. So many things are dying now all at once, and that's why, uh, whether we like it or not, some of this stuff has to be has replaced, to be right? Yep. yep. Yeah. But, but you don't have to be replaced. We, we're we not replacing you, thank goodness. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, you know, i go back to you a little bit personally. I know one of the things that uh, it always strikes me about you is uh you're always doing something around here and it's not one of those things where this needs to be done you're always thinking ahead of something that has to be adjusted or repaired or fixed or adjusted in in some way either technically or you know and i i really do appreciate that we all do here at holy family radio and you're always here so uh thank you for that one of the things that i always ask our, our guests on this program is
1: I ask them what motivates them. What motivates you? Uh I guess the way I was brought up, quite honestly. You know, growing up in a as a cradle Catholic, if you will, you you know, when you do stuff you want to do it right. You don't wanna have to be spending any more time than necessary in the mm-hmm. confessional, if you will. <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of a running joke, but uh my, my Catholic upbringing, I was the oldest of uh, five children. I have uh, two younger, I had two younger brothers who are both now deceased. I have uh, two younger kids' sisters who live in the uh, Scranton area now. But uh, we were, you know, we were alder boys, you mm-hmm. know. We were we were always volunteering at the school, even back then with mom and dad, and when you were old enough, you know, doing that kind of stuff. And it just kind of stuck with me. And I, I quite honestly enjoy what I'm doing here and and. My, on the computers and, mm-hmm. and doing whatever so
0: yeah yeah one of the things that a lot of times uh people think as we get more mature you know i.e older uh, <laughs> uh, the younger people are thinking like oh you know that those people are too old to learn new stuff but we're learning new stuff here all the time uh we're what you call lifelong learners right every yeah. time we we're learning new software all the time we're learning how to work new pieces of equipment sure and i think that's what helps keeps us young wouldn't you agree
1: Oh yeah, because it, it, you keep your hand in it. Uh it's seventy six years old. You know, mm-hmm. we're knock on wood. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have any uh, Alzheimer's issues or, or dementia or anything. And it, it, it keeps your, your your mind fresh and, and, and keeps challenging you. And that's one of the reasons that I stay and keep doing what I'm doing.
0: Well, you're what we call a successful person, to you, that successful career uh, career in telecommunications, and you're also a successful parent. Uh, and now you're really successful here as our uh, executive producer of Holy Company Radio. How do you define
1: success? Just doing what you do and doing it to the best of your ability. Uh, you don't want to go into the thing and do it halfway. Mm-hmm. You, when you put that product out there, if you thought of it that way, you want that product to sell. Mm-hmm. And the way you're going to make it sell is make it right before you put it out Mm -hmm. What
0: kind of hurdles have you faced in your life and how did you overcome them?
1: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Probably the biggest hurdle I survived in my life was uh, the Middle East War in 66, 67 over the Mediterranean in Israel and uh, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I mean, I come back with a minimum amount of, <laughs> of bullet holes. <laughs> uh, that sounds funny, but yeah, it's that those were probably the biggest hurdles. Did, did it work on me psychologically? Yes. But mm-hmm. you know, with the Veterans Administration down in Lebanon, we have lots of good support down there. And yeah,
0: that's what's keeping me afloat. And thank goodness we have that great support for you folks that are uh, veterans. And I do appreciate it. I I know I, you know, with all of our listeners, we thank you for that service and what you went through during that time in your life? Because you were a young guy at that time
1: too, right? Well, yeah, I was uh, 18 years old, came home from work, people in the Harrisburg area. At that point, we had moved. uh, And Uncle Sam had sent me a notice from local draft board downtown Mm -hmm. says, you've got two weeks to pick a service and you're getting a free ride to Vietnam. Well, I'd been talking to the Air Force and the Navy recruiters Mm -hmm. uh, well, three or four months prior to that. And uh, they, at the time, had the the best technical schools. So Mm -hmm. I went to... uh, chose great, uh, the Navy, went to Great Lakes for basic training, and then went back for 38 weeks of electronic school, which is probably what got me my job with the Bell Belt. belt.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us a little bit about your faith journey. You say you were a cradle Catholic. Many people, as they get older, lose their faith in one way or another and then end up coming back to it. Other people just stick with it and they put it in the back burner. What was your, I know you grew up as a, as a Catholic since you, know, since you were a young, I, young boy.
1: I, I was fine with my Catholic faith. Uh, I don't want to say I lost it, but during my four years in the military, because you didn't always have access to a chaplain Mm -hmm. or to uh, a Catholic church or or whatever. uh, When we were deployed, uh, there was was usually a chaplain, sometimes Catholic, it might have been Protestant, Jewish, whatever, Mm -hmm. attached to the squadron. Mm -hmm. But he wouldn't necessarily be on our ship or you wouldn't have a chance to get to uh, until we pulled into a Liberty Point. Mm-hmm. And even then, I would try and find a Catholic Church you know mm. on a Saturday or Sunday to go to confession or whatever. Were there other people with you that that did that also? Were you kind of unique i i I don't think it, the uniqueness i don't think is there uh i I think at some point in different ways, we all go through that period mm-hmm. because when I came back, well I would say the last fifteen months that I was in the service uh I had met my now wife, mm-hmm. and we were dating, and we married in August of uh,
0: 1970. So how many years you married? 52. Well, congratulations. Yep. Amazing. Yep.
1: And we haven't killed each other yet. <laughs> we have come close. That's kind of a running joke. But, uh, no, we managed to raise three kids, and both of us had uh, successful careers mm-hmm. and uh, are now retired and enjoying it.
0: Now, when you were in the service, what? How did that time affect your relationship with with God? Did it bring you closer to God or further away? How did because you, you saw you were involved in so many things that were not good there? Yeah, uh,
1: and how did that affect you know your relationship with God? Once I got back home, I think part of it started when I got serious on dating Judy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the closer we got to uh, walking down the aisle. Uh, you know, if you're going to be married in a Catholic church, you've got to be practicing. So I had gone at that time to uh, St. Francis of Assisi on Market Street in Harrisburg. Mm-hmm. And I went down and talked to uh, a couple of the priests down there, went to confession, got myself right with the Ooh. Lord, if you will, for lack of a better term. And my wife is a convert to Catholicism. She was met As is mine. <laughs> okay. And, you know, w- when I asked her father and mother for uh, her hand in marriage, uh, unbeknownst to me, her mom said to her, you know, he's Catholic. And her response was, I love him. Well, that's good. You know, game set, match right there. Buddy. But but uh, yeah, it was uh, the more we did that, the when the kids came along, mm-hmm. I mean, it got to the point where, you know, you didn't want to take a noisy kid to church. At least I didn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she would go to one mass. I would go to the other. You know, we stay home and all right. the day you know, yep. taking care of the kids. And you did what you had to do to make the marriage work. That's right. We remember those days. Oh yes, oh yes, <laughs> yeah. A lot I'm of miles. A I'm a little behind
0: you. We're only married forty years, so um, Don and I are a little bit behind you. But we have some
1: lovely grandchildren too, so yes. we,
0: yeah, we can spoil them because that's what we do. That's right. It's great to have grandchildren. They're a great blessing. You know, they, they really are. But but now we have more people to worry about, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> that's a, that's the thing. But yeah, when it when it comes to it, I because you know, I I was not in the service, but I always I always think about those. Those experiences you folks went through, and how that you know, related to your your experience with with God, but yeah.
1: So so, how did you meet your wife? That is interesting to me always. Well, I didn't have a lot of friends here mm-hmm. in this in Harrisburg area, and when I would come home from uh the ship was a uh, home port in Norfolk, Virginia. So when I get a chance to come home on a three day weekend, I would go over to the NCO club at New Cumberland, mm-hmm. and I'd you know, go in and have, have supper, maybe sit at the bar, have a couple of drinks. And I, somebody told me that there was what they called there a service club. But it was like USO, mm-hmm. where they had the, the girls were hostesses. Well, Judy and her sisters, and some of her classmates from high school, were hostesses over there. Ah. So, you know, the, the one night I was over there, we were, you know, shooting pool and, and talking to them and what have you. And we went out, and there was, a, what was it, the Dutch Pantry Restaurant it used to be up here at 32nd, where Trindle Road is mm-hmm. there in Camp Hill. Uh, we used to go over there, and they made those apple pie or apple fritter Sundays, and we used to, that's where we used to hang out after the club would close. Mm-hmm. So one thing led to another, and, uh, you know, I said, can I see you again? And she said, yeah, and she thought that, that that would be the last time she'd ever see me. Well, about three weeks later, I came home on another three-day pass, and mm-hmm. I picked the phone up, and I called her, and the rest is history. The rest is history, yep. Yep.
0: Yep. Joe, I'm afraid we run out of time, so uh, we'll have you. Have, we'll have to have you back on again, okay? Because we're only you have a, lots of great experiences of people we want to talk to you about. So anyway, we're going to have to close this segment out, uh, Joe. So thank you for being with us on this segment of Central Pennsylvania, Central Pennsylvania Voices. Everybody, stay listening to Holy Family Radio.
1: Thank you, Joe.
0: Welcome to this segment of Central Pennsylvania Voices. I'm Joan Eddostinsky, your host. And right now I'm joined by Crystal Carmen Stevens. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you.
2: Nice to be here.
0: Crystal is a new volunteer at Holy Family Radio. And I thought we'd take a little bit of time uh, to get you introduced to our listeners. You can tell us a little bit about your background?
2: Hello, listeners. My name is Crystal. Um, I was actually born in the Harrisburg area a long time ago. Uh, we mm-hmm. left. <laughs> we left when I was about eight years old. Uh, Uh, my mom was a, uh, let's say she was an artist and a, uh, uh, a teacher. So we went on this lovely, wonderful, like artistic journey that somehow 40 plus years later, I'm back in Harrisburg. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're happy to have you here. Well, thank you. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your family? Um, so. My family now, I am married to my husband, James, who is fantastic. And our family consists of James, myself, and our dog, Prudence. Excellent. So you're a dog family. Now we are a dog family. I won't,
0: I, won't that hold, I won't hold that against you because we're a cat family.
2: So. Well, we used to have four. There was a time in our lives <laughs> together where we had four cats. So, you know, we love them all.
0: Can you tell us a little bit of what you do, maybe your background education-wise?
2: Um, my background educationally, I uh, have a BFA from the University of the Arts in Philadelphia. Um, I lived in LA for a long time, uh, pursuing acting dreams Mm -hmm. and, uh, live in Harrisburg now.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Tell us something interesting about yourself that most people wouldn't know.
2: Um, Matthew McConaughey once threw me in his pole. That is interesting. Thank you very much. How did that happen? Um, it was a film, uh, called Ed TV and it was the final cast party Mm -hmm. and it was, Middle end of the party, you know. Um, most people were still there, and, and Matthew and I had a, we had a really good relationship. I'd worked for all three months on the film, so mm-hmm. we were we were buddies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just hanging out, talking to somebody, and the next thing I know, he tackles me, and into the pool we all go. or he and I go, and then everybody jumps in. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's my LA story. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, tell me what motivates you. What motivates me now at this point in my life? What motivates me is. Doing good, Mm -hmm. you know, working towards the greater good, I should say. That motivates me. And how do you define success? Success. Um, A lot of people want to define success by money and power. That definitely is not how I would define it for myself. Success is being the person that God called me to be Mm -hmm. and is constantly calling me to be. That is living up to that, rising to that challenge, Mm -hmm. attempting it, falling, falling, making amends for that fall Mm -hmm. and just keep going. That, that is how Mm -hmm. I define success.
0: What hurdles have you faced and how did you overcome
2: them? Uh, Hurdles. I mean, I am a middle-aged black lady. So I've had plenty of hurdles (laughs) in my life. How do you overcome them? You overcome them with um, positivity Mm -hmm. and the fact that, you know, hurdles come and they go and you know, you just must get over them. Mm Mm-hmm. And even if you knock it down and you hurt yourself and you found yourself on the ground, you have to find the strength to get up and suck up the pain and just keep going.
0: I know we've all faced uh, major decisions in our lives that resulted in us choosing to go one way or another. Uh, have you ever had any situations like that? And how did you, uh,
2: how did you make those decisions? And what were the results? I think the biggest decision I've probably ever made in my life was joining the church. Mm-hmm. I think that was it. So you're a convert. I am. Tell us about that. All right. So you know that um, I was an actor. So that means that my life was not Jesus based mm-hmm. by any stretch uh, stretch of the imagination. You know, I grew up vaguely Christian, mm-hmm. probably mostly, um, to be honest, a little pagan, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest. You know, if you would asked me who'd written the Bible, I probably would have told you St. Paul. <laughs> you know, I had no idea about anything. Yeah. So my husband and I now, he was my boyfriend for decades, you know, and we were, we were not living the way we were supposed to live. You know, we lived together. And one day he was like, let's get married. He's like, I have two sacraments left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was Catholic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was fallen right. so far not away. Not practicing. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Not mm-hmm. at all. Not at all. I mean, we'd, we'd, we'd step into a church like for Good Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, both of us felt the call to go like once a year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it was Good Friday. That was,
0: I don't know. Yeah, it's supposed to be Christmas and Easter. Did yeah. you get that email? <laughs> Did
2: not get, I guess not. I, we were so confused that our day to go to church was Good Friday.
0: Wow. And many, many times I've heard priests say, you know, people come when we're giving stuff out free, like ashes on
2: Ash Wednesday and palms on Palm Sunday, you know. Yeah. So you didn't even get anything no. on Friday, right? we got nothing. <laughs> we got nothing. You know, it's not even a like a day you have to go. Wow. <laughs> that was our day. So what, so what so, happened? So he says this to me and I'm like, okay. And uh, he made an appointment to go talk to the pastor of the church and we were going to go. But I got a cold, so I couldn't go when he went. Mm -hmm. So I had to go meet the pastor by myself, which, you know, it's kind of frightening. You know, I I bet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Talk to priests before. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. You know, so I don't know. I I, I did it. I I, I made it to the rectory and I'm sitting down and I'm talking to this priest and he's telling me about all these dispensations that I can get. Mm -hmm. You know, we can do this. You can definitely do this. You can get this. And this thought goes through my head. And I just blurted out, I'm like, but what if I don't want dispensations? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, that's a different story. Mm. Then you go through the RCIA, and we have a class, and it It's it was like halfway through. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you can join now, and you can, da-da. and a voice goes in my head, it goes, no, 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 no. You're not going to start now. You are going to see if you can live this life honestly and truly. Mm -hmm. So I said no to that. And we just went, we went to church every day, Mm -hmm. every day. And I just learned as much as I could about Catholicism because I was a great skeptic of the church. You know, to me, that was the great, the great evil of the world Mm -hmm. was the Catholic church. (laughs) (laughs) And here I am learning and just getting my mind blown because it, it was kind of like the veil was slowly being pushed aside, mm-hmm. you know, and I was learning and just amazed. And that was probably the most graceful period of my life. You know, I just felt like honestly and seriously, I, w- I would tell my husband, I felt like, like something just picked me up by the scrap of my neck mm. and was just like, okay, here you go. This is it. This is your last chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Get it?
0: That is. A, how, when was this? Like, this is about
2: five years ago. Oh, five years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So, at what point did you join the church?
2: Um, I, I went through that year, and then I went through RCIA mm-hmm. the following, mm-hmm. and when I started from the beginning, I went through the whole the whole process.
0: And what was your husband's journey like? Did he come back then with you?
2: Oh yeah, we mm-hmm. both we both jumped in with we we both jumped into the deep end. Mm-hmm. You know, definite deep end of the pool. No life preservers, you know, and
0: were you in our area at the time
2: where you would have- no, we were actually we lived in the D.C. area. So mm-hmm. I came into the church really funny to me. Cracks me up. I came into the church. Donald Worrell was our cardinal. Mm. Wow. <laughs> he brought me into the church. Wow. You know, so eyes wide open. I mm-hmm. came into the church knowing exactly wow. what I was getting myself into and and now you're in our diocese yeah. what what parish do you go to uh i go between saint francis and saint catherine Labor.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah at saint francis i'm a catechist mm-hmm. and at Catherine labor i get to be our library pardon me my french is bad library <laughs> um
0: <laughs> what grade do you teach when
2: uh, seventh catechists. grade
0: wow that's a tough grade yeah. wow uh i don't know if i told you i'm i'm a retired educator and those middle school kids you should get you know Combat pay for teaching middle school kids. I'm just telling you that. Wow, I love seventh grade 7th kids. Grade. Wow, that because now you're preparing for them for confirmation. Uh-huh. That's so important. That's seventh so... grade year. What, <sighs> what insights do you get from being with seventh graders?
2: You know, yeah. I don't know if it's just we have a we're very comfortable with each. We talked with each other. What I get from them is I'm I'm so proud of these kids. They are so. Just open to the Lord mm-hmm. still. Wow. It blows my mind.
0: Yeah, we see so much negative stuff in the news about young people. Mm-hmm. So so you get some positivity from being around these seventh graders? I get wow.
2: lots of positivity from being around these seventh graders. The conversation that they're willing to have.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. That really is. So, do you meet them on Sundays or do you meet Sundays. them Sundays. Like, I meet
2: them Sunday morning. How big is your class? I have a class at St. Francis of about 25 kids. Wow. Yeah.
0: That is amazing. And you're there by yourself or do you have an assistant? I have an assistant. Mm-hmm. That's always good to Mia. Have. Well, that's really good. Excellent. So, you got to give a shout out to that parish, okay? Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So, we have so many good parishes here in our diocese. I mean... One after another, I can name great parishes that have great priests. We are really blessed in this diocese. Would you agree?
2: I would definitely agree. would definitely agree.
0: So what what have you learned in this experience that you've been as a catechist? What have I learned? Yeah, what have you learned?
2: How much I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're all
0: like that. I'm a cradle Catholic, and uh, I've been a Catholic my whole life, and it's amazing. Every day I learn something, and a lot of the time it's from listening to the programs here on Holy Family Radio. I'm, I'm listening to EWTN all the time. Yeah. And uh, you learn a lot, even though, like I said, for me, I've been a Catholic my whole life. Um, and for me, I have a, a similar story. My wife is also a convert. And uh, she converted when I was in college. Uh, we were longtime boyfriends and girlfriends also. But um, when she went through well, uh, RCIA, we did it privately with the priest. Oh, wow. Uh, when we were in college. And every time she went and met with the priest, I was there, too. And during that year, I learned so much about the faith. Even though I was a Catholic my whole life, because uh, I went through CCD in the nineteen seventies, a period of time that really didn't have the best CCD. So I was blessed to be able to go through that RCA program yeah. with my wife, and it's an amazing, amazing experience.
2: My husband did very similarly. Mm-hmm. He came and he would come to class, mm-hmm. and we would go through class together. And
0: that's the way to do it. Yeah, read uh, and
2: learn together. But do you have a favorite saint? I do. Who is it? The saint Augustine and why um, well firstly this is very very selfish it's Mm -hmm. because his day is my birthday that's fantastic (laughs) it's so wonderful but also you know he is the patron saint of uh, converts Mm -hmm. you know and his conversion story I see a lot of parallels to my life you know Mm -hmm. Lord make me good but you know but not right now not right (laughs) now (laughs) I'm having fun
0: well, listen, we gotta, we're got we going to run out of time soon, but I want to ask you, is there a takeaway you want
2: to leave our listeners? Um, just keep the faith. No matter what the enemy wants to tell us, our church is good. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Words of wisdom from a convert. da Wow. Thank you very much for joining us. We're spending, we'll have to have you back on again. Awesome. Uh, Crystal uh, Carmen Stevens. Yes. Thank you for being with us. We have another great volunteer here at Holy Family Radio. So hopefully, maybe you'll inspire somebody else to be a volunteer. So thank you for listening to this segment of Holy, of Holy Family Radio's Central Pennsylvania Voices. I'm your
2: host. Listen again next